Well, you know, it's so funny. I, I, I think I've said this story early on in the podcast, so I, I, feel, I have no problem telling it again. But I remember you and I were playing a sports game when we were, you know, young baby boys. And you're like, do you want to turn off Fatty Gay? And I'm like, what? And you're like, do you want to turn off Fatty Gay? I'm like, you mean fatigue? And you're like, and the worst part is, I totally understood what you're saying because it is the same spelling as in French. And the only time you'd ever seen that word was in French class. And yeah. I was like, I, and I sat there going like instantly wanting to mock you, but go, yeah, I, I get it. Like, honestly, I get it. <laughs> I remember, I remember for a long time because I would like, you know, you rank your characters. I think we were playing the NHL, like NHL 1990, whatever. And we were creating yeah, a makes character sense. or something. And it was like, we, if we're not going to put any stamina or I would have called it stanima at that point, because that's what I thought it was called. Then we should turn off fatty gay. If we're not going to have any stanima, we should turn off fatty gay. I can just imagine you playing the NHL game and going like, ah, oh, ooh la la, très mal, fatigué. And you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. C'est la boue. la And welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey, the host of the podcast where we talk about people who talk about interesting people. Oh! Aaron Mikey Talkerman. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one too. Yeah, thanks, buddy. No, Mine was better though. I'm just saying. Okay, well, let's not get in too much into it. But more than anything, we want to welcome you to the retrograde. This is a bonus episode. That would have been impossible to do over video conferencing, us doing it together. Um, where we are gonna talk about vultures list where they discuss the 103 best characters from Comedy Bang Bang's history. That's right. It was an article that was written by Sean Mallon and Rebecca Alter. I hope I'm saying those names right. Um, but look, there's only so much I can do. It's written down in front of me. I yeah. don't know how you guys want to pronounce your names. I hope You're I'm one getting human. it right. I, yeah. I am honestly, I am only one human. I yeah. and that I it's taken me a long time to admit, but I yeah. am. Unlike a lot of the people who play characters on Comedy Bang Bang, they are several humans, and it is impressive yeah. that they can bring out that many people. Um, oh. I'm super pumped for this. I'm just worried that it's almost going to be. 30, 40, whatever uh, amount of time this ends up being, it's going to be that much amount of time of us just like quoting comedy bang bang because it's so much in our history. So in a huge part of why we started the retrograde and why we started listening to podcasts in general, comedy bang bang has to be number one or at the top of the list somewhere. Uh, it's the reason we wanted to do a podcast. It's the reason we started listening to podcasts in a lot of ways. Uh, what Scott Ackerman did in the team at Earwolf is like really incredible and it's so if you haven't listened to it in the past scott ackerman hosts a weekly podcast um and sometimes bi-weekly um where he hosts uh interesting people coming on and usually that is local comedians either playing themselves or playing characters and it's a like this really crazy world that they created in a lot of ways it reminds me of my youth of watching sctv whereas sctv right. was in one town or kind of like springfield where you'd have all these characters interact with each other and have backstories and then interact with the new character and see what they do. And sometimes people are talking to themselves and stuff like that. How popular was SCTV for a non-Canadian audience? Did that, did that I, jump the border? Well, I think, I think if you're a comedian and you're in your late thirties, which, which early I 40s, am, which, yeah, you I, are. Well, no, I, I am a comedian. Monkey, I'm sorry. How, I know. How dare you suggest otherwise? Oh boy. I'm not, I'm not. I was saying if you're a comedian, to the deep ads, which who knows? They they are. Yeah. I know you are. But I think if you're gonna Honestly, a lot of our a lot of our listeners, I can tell you from experience, are yeah. not fucking comedians. 
I will oh. tell you that much. Shot yeah. across the bow at the D-pads. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, the retrograde re- retrograde pod. Um, <laughs> is uh, is if you're late 30s, early 40s, into 50s, I think you have watched it. In the same way that, like, kind of Monty Python traveled the, uh, traveled the border. Like, I've always right. heard, like, actually in a really, like, weirdly, oddly nice Canadian way. I've always heard, like, a lot of the guys from Monty Python always say that Canada was the first thing that adopted them because it was, it was, you know, European, uh, the English history and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of similarities, but I think the same way the SCTV went south of the border was in a large part because of how many stars SCTV had, you know, right. and people went back and went, Oh, there's a ton of John Candy stuff, you know, like, and so they, you know, watched it. So, uh, man, it was a huge part of my childhood. So that's, that's the reason I bring it up, but this vulture article, there's 103 characters, which is like a drop in the bucket of how many actual characters are on that show. Yeah. Yeah, and Mikey and I are going to talk about the show, the 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 characters that we thought were too low on the list, too high on the list, and our own personal top threes, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, so to 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 kind of piggyback on that, it is going to be specifically our as if we can keep it to three. Just we us. really struggled. We, it's it's oh, impossible yeah. to have a a podcast with this much history and this mm-hmm. much. Uh, of a breadth of characters and not have some thoughts on the top 103, but it's specifically going to be the top threes of each of those categories. Top three yeah. snubs, top, top three flubs and top three <laughs> personal favorites. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're slinging some solid tent here and, uh, we're, oh my we're God, ready to go. is that ghost boy coming over here? What <laughs> else? Hey, ghost boy. I uh, fucking molasses boy, man. Ghost boy. <laughs> I love ghost boy. And the fact that he was on the list made me really happy. So yeah, good for I, I agree. I have a lot of thoughts on the Halloween episodes and we, we will get into it, but uh, I, can I think, I think, do. I think, I think the uh, number one on this list being what it is says a lot about how much the Halloween episodes mean to a lot of people as well. And I guess we we should apologize right off the bat uh, for those of you who saw a notification pop up on your phones and you're like, oh my god, my two favorite human beings in the world, Little Dinky Andy and Big Boy Mikey, are releasing another, are releasing. Don't interrupt me. Another podcast. I'm so excited. It's a bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are we, we should we adopt the Scott Ackerman Paul F. Tompkins typical like very <laughs> adversarial communication? Oh my god, if I could be Paul F. Tompkins, that would just make my life right now. <laughs> I dress I like mu- Scott Ackerman, I, I think we got the mustache. I don't know. I think you dress more like Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins has got more of a um to do attire and the mustache True. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, I I I do love Paul F. Tompkins. I, I I will say that. I have some thoughts on some of the listings of his characters. But what I was saying was, if you, you do. don't know Comedy Bang Bang, um, similar to when we did our devs spoiler cast, like yep. if you were so excited to hear a bonus episode, which you're welcome for taking time out of our day to give you the content that you think you deserve but don't actually deserve. You um, disgusting, depraved <laughs> D-pads. You pigs. Um, I almost called them morons, and I'm like, well, that would have been so mean. You disgusting morons. Like, whoa. <laughs> you're uh, you're not going to like this if you don't like the comedy, if, or if you're not familiar with Comedy Bang Bang, or you might like it, just listen along to the dulcet tones of our voice. Uh, but why don't we get into it, Andrew? Uh, you want to go one for one? We should start, yeah. I guess, uh, with, what do you want to do? You want to start with our uh, top three snubs? Snubs. Or so top things- three slubs? I think we should start with snubs, things that were too low that we thought should be higher on the list, closer to number sure. one. That sounds Sorry, good to me. When we release bonus content, I imagine we are a Moton Joe from Fury Road, and we're just releasing a little bit of water, and everyone's like just di- like diving and killing each other for it. And we're like, <laughs> no more water. That's it. 
you're getting a real good insight into our uh, our psyche where we think we are, we are the gods. Everyone is like scraping by with anything that they possibly can. They're just like, get me to a shopper's drug mart or in yeah. the case of the US, because you don't have Rite that right uh, yeah. aid, Walgreens, yeah. something like that. Get me just like a scrap of toilet paper and I'm good. And we're like, you know what you really need is us talking about an article talking about another podcast. <laughs> we could do this daily. We choose not to because of you. Um, Andy or John. <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible parent. I just realized that's like, a style of parenting. I'm just like, it's all your fault. <laughs> like, you know? Um, okay. So well, it worked out pretty the- well for me. Yeah. Hey, there you go. How about that? So we're going to start with the snubs, things that were too low. Mikey, do you want to start with your, so I don't know how you're doing this, but I'm just going to list three things in non-sequential order that were. Yeah. Uh, I can't, snub. I can't, I can't rate like my number one, two or three. There's just too many to get into it. And that yeah. in general is one of the, the difficulties I had in nailing down this list is like, if something's rated 65, like, is that too high or too low? Like, I don't fucking, yeah. it, it's hard to reconcile that when there's so many characters. Yeah. But, because I also wasn't like, oh, that should be number 40. Like, well, right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, I, yeah. I basically have like, Top 50, bottom 50, not on the list and, and judging it based on that. Um, but my one one that I, I think was snubbed completely uh, because this is legitimately one of my favorite characters that's ever been on Comedy Bang Bang is Brad Hammerstone, Joe Langert's oh, character. Yes. Of the, Brad the, the duck, basically. He's a duck. Like, yeah, he's, he's a duck. My memories are chilling with my buddies, eating bread having sex with female ducks. It, it, like that to me is one of the, like the way that they trot that bit of information out slowly over the course of the episode um, yeah. to me was just one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. Cause the whole time I'm like, what is this guy's deal? Like it's funny. Joe Wengert's funny. He's funny just talking, but then yeah. little bits of information like, yeah, you know, I just eat soggy bread and in the water <laughs> and, and Scott's like, what? Like, I don't know if Scott fully knew no, I don't think he, he was doing what he was going for. And then he's he's so he's been on twice. I like the first appearance better, obviously. And the second one they're talking about how he's like, yeah, and my corkscrew shaped dick. And it's like a little <laughs> bit more on the nose, but it's good, man. I, I loved I loved that one. I think that definitely deserved to be on the top hundred. Uh, you know, it's and so what's so funny about that, it was like it was so played out at the, the end, it was almost like a riddle, like where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm a duck. Um, whereas opposed to like the Mary Holland episode where she's like, Hi, I'm pregnant. Oh, oh congrats! Hi. That's thank amazing. You so much. Good. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Like just oh, goes yeah. like right at it. Like just go like. There's no guessing. Like I'm a ghost or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just love that so much because it's almost like what's been so good about Comedy Bang Bang is it becomes so meta in the way that they know how the show goes. So therefore they kind of try to cut the corners a little bit sometimes. And that yeah. makes me laugh. Oh, well, God. They, I, okay. they, in that episode with Mary Holland specifically, every of every one of the hosts and co-hosts who were on that episode fucking died when she said that because it was so oh, like, you you can't do that. You can't do that. Like that's not, yeah. we have to roll this out. But yeah, what's, what's, uh, like, what's the first like it's one? It's a weird mind? religion. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So my first one is going to be uh, Paul F. Tompkins playing Gary Marshall. Hey, everybody. It's me, Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall is here. Thank you for your applause. Ranked number 86. And I think 86 is just too, too high. Uh, He's been around. He's been around forever. He's been, he's made more appearances than he's in the top 10 of most appearances on Comedy Bang Bang. I just, he's been too low. 
Sorry, he's too high. He should be a lower number. He should be closer to number oh, one. He's number 86 okay, okay. currently. And I think he he should be a much higher rank. I think he was very important into like doing it. While a lot of the characters can be like crazy and like off the wall. Wait a second. Like you said he was too high, and now you're saying he should be a higher rank. Andrew, I don't know how we're supposed to keep up with this. Are we talking low as in low numbers or high as in high on the list? Because we can't do both. Higher okay, so imagine hundred is at the bottom and one is at the top. He should yeah. be higher on the list because the value gets higher when you go up. Right. right, but the lumber, started the, this but the number gets saying, low. Oh, for God's sake! Oh my God, Run, Andrew! Numbers for you? Like Please what is do. going on? Okay, you know what? We're gonna have to table this for now, and and on that table, we can we can sign that table. All of our guests can sign that table too. Hey, I like that idea. There you go. That's Thanks, good. Man. But Gary Marshall, he hunts monsters. He was married to to. Um, Gillian Jacobs, like he's yeah. he's an important character. Number eighty six, I don't think is enough respect. Yeah, that's so. I think we're gonna kind of circle around Paul F. Tompkins and how he ranks on this list in general. Yeah, because somebody doesn't like Paul F. Tompkins. He makes he does make a lot of appearances, but none of them are exceedingly high. And honestly, I'm okay. Actually, sorry, no, one of them is very high. Um, Too high. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. So this is so this is the thing about Paul F. Tompkins is he has so many different characters that you're going to find ones that you love and ones you don't love. I almost yeah. think that it's okay that he's just kind of shotgunned and peppered throughout the entire um, uh, list because yep. everywhere one of his characters shows up, I almost feel like it could be any of his characters, just depending on which ones you like the best. Like Gary Marshall's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and one of the things I like the most about him as a Paul Tompkins character is, is that he has all those weird uh story bits and, and lore that have come like the the monster hunting and being married to gillian jacobs and all that yeah. those are my favorite some of my favorite characters that that have those things attributed to them and then maintain them over the course of their reappearances so as far as his characters go i agree i think that one should definitely be higher yeah i i think that was the first one that really kind of jumped out at me at 86 i was like oh that doesn't feel right that feels feels to be like top 50 character but yeah um you know, I, I, yeah, so that's where we're going to start because I agree. Paul Tompkins, with the ability to show up more than most guests or be invited more than most guests, has been able to develop his characters a lot more. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's kind of one of the best parts about them. So, Mikey, what is your number two snub? My number two snub is something where snub. this guy, if this guy got snubbed before he got into the club, he would be fucking pissed. But he'd oh. never be snubbed before going to the club because this guy gets bottle service, my friend. We're talking uh, about Bobby Morgan Bottle Service, who Bobby isn't Bottle's on the list. You talk That's about crazy. Uh, yeah, you talk about uh, 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 different characters with, a, or sorry, different comedians with a lot of different characters. Nick Kroll obviously has a ton of them. Um, oh. We're talking like Nick Kroll, John Daly, Andy Daly, Paul F. Tompkins, like these guys who have a ton of appearances on on the on that list or or just on the podcast in general. But Nick yeah. Kroll did not have Bobby Bottle Service. He was one of the original characters uh, of Nick Kroll's that really fucking made me laugh, and I was sad not to see him on the list at all. No, totally. I think actually Nick Kroll got really a, a big uh, snub in general. Like he he has the um, oh hello the character on there, yeah. and I think he has Fabrice. But other than that. Where where but, is uh, Chupacabra? Where is like I, I don't I don't get Fabrice this. Like doesn't, Fabrice doesn't make sense to me either. He's always been like my least favorite Nick Kroll character. Wow. Uh, and and to, and he was he was pretty high. Fabrice was Jesus. Yeah, was, very high. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember where he was. I don't remember where he was where he's listed. But he he I think he was <laughs> top thirty or something like that. Yeah, very solid podcasting. 
Um, so that's my my second pick is Bobby Bottle Service. Andrew, what about uh, what about your second? I'm just gonna say I think my Nick Roll character. I don't have him on my snubs, but I, I the one that would have been Chupacabra just because of uh, uh, Chupacabra, and then you get the baby. I was and gonna say bundled in with that yeah i think you i think yeah they're a they're a team effort and i think that's very that always makes me laugh then you um, also okay goat with it as well the stupid goat, Fuck <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the goat. <laughs> but you know what's so funny he used that character a lot more when it was like a very smaller show and it was about local la radio and how that's what they were kind of yeah. like mimicking and then it became more of a i don't know global podcast let's say and so they kind of yeah. stopped making fun of la radio um okay yeah, Hugh Hauser uh, doesn't land as well on that podcast anymore <laughs> oh Hugh Hauser well Hugh Hauser's dead too I don't yeah. know but yeah you know it's so funny when I didn't say it, but when Gary Marshall died uh Paul F. Tompkins kind of stopped playing him and uh as opposed to James Adomian who did another Hugh Hauser episode a couple of them after he died which I actually found kind of funny like poor Hugh I, I think that's really funny but, like yeah. whatever yeah Nah, it's yeah it, it's no more offensive when he was alive than when he's dead like yeah, i don't true, really true. yeah whatever okay the second character i'm gonna choose that was a snub is uh so okay uh i have so many to choose from um well i'm gonna steal your pick because i'm gonna choose the bachelor brothers at 81 and 80 benny bachelor and i'm barrett bachelor babe we're the <laughs> bachelor brothers and we run the bachelor records you made babe. it baby the hottest record label in town it's neil campbell and paul rust playing the bachelor brothers uh, a pair of brothers that are recording art uh, they're recording producers but not really and they kiss a lot and they oh they did uh, they have a couple of famous uh, songs and so I they are they've only been done they've only been, like under five times have been on the show which is kind of remarkable considering there's been like three four hundred five hundred wait no how many shows have there been there's ten year anniversary so whatever um I think they just are remarkably funny stupid and silly and like perfectly for Paul Rust and Neil Gamble who yeah. are inherently silly and stupid. And but incredibly witty at the same time. So like when you laugh at them, you kind of go, "Oh, that's dumb." But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, "Oh wait, that's actually got a good point." Yeah, uh, yeah. The Bachelor Brothers are kind of the perfect combination of what the show entails: silliness, but kind of like a really crazy wit. Yeah, I saw you tweeted about this before the episode, uh, Save the Bachelor Brothers, and I I was like, a hundred percent on my list. I I find those guys so funny. Those two so together. Funny. And like, and, and you think about back with uh, when Harris Whittles would come on and, and Paul Rust and like just the interaction that those guys would have was was just sec- they just it seemed like they had so much fun with one another. And exactly. it's like, imagine if you just had this sense of humor that you found absolutely hilarious. And it turns out the whole world does, too. And you just got to be yourself in comedic form yeah. on a podcast and people ate it up. That was that's what that felt like. You get to be on a podcast with your best friend and you're also one of the two best comedians like working in LA all the time, which is what Mikey and I'm describing the retrograde right now. I don't know I what they're doing. Say, but, we don't work um, in LA. What are you talking about? Uh, no, and hopefully we never do. But uh, but here we are, <laughs> you know? So, uh, so yeah, the Bachelor Brothers are my second snub as just t- way too, way too far off. Yeah. Okay, so I have, uh, my next pick is, uh, I, I don't know if you'll allow this one. So we're going to have to go on a little bit of a journey to see what you'll agree or what you won't agree. Now, I'm going to use precedent to argue that this pick should work, okay? Because Claudia O'Doherty yeah. is on this list as herself, even though she yeah. kind of plays her own a character, character, like a character yeah. of herself. She won um, a prize and yeah. Right, exactly. Now, if we're saying that that's okay, that someone who comes on and can kind of play a version of themselves counts as a character, then I think Brett Gelman should be on this list 
during that oh. stint when he got in that crazy fucking fight with Scott Ackerman and Scott banned him yeah. for life because he read um, I fuck or whatever it was the story that he wrote. <laughs> I brain. I think it was I brain. I brain or something. Uh, like that. That's amazing. I'm so yeah. shocked that you didn't choose Massimore and Buford LeBron as uh, too, too low. Um, no, I ha- I have them as like, like very high up on my list, but I, which also is a Brent Gelman character, by the way. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, but they, I, cause where did they end up placing? They were 69, 69 and 68. And 68. Right? Nice. I, nice. I, I do feel like that was too high. I honestly kind of feel like, like, uh, the, the writers did that on purpose to like give 69 to Brett Gelman. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if that's he's just a filthy human being. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I thought about that. The, the other one that I considered as like a real character, like same as Brett Gelman was, uh, Paul Russ doing new no-nos. It brings me, uh, to, you know, my, probably my most popular segment. New <laughs> no nos. Yeah. New no nos. Uh, I don't. I don't think that counts. But like that was fucking. I new no nos. I look forward to so it all the time. good. I didn't even yeah. think about that. You're so right. Why isn't that on there? Yeah. How did we get to 103? Like, why don't we just stop at 100 or 150? Like, where do we get to 103? I don't. I don't. But does, whatever. Does 103 have to do with the the original radio station of comedy? Oh Death yeah, Road? you're right. Oh wow! I Did think we just figure might. that out right now. I I, I'm, I don't know if that's true or not, but let's let's assume it is. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> okay, and my number one, um, two is sorry, number one snub, not really, but who cares? Uh, is the highest ranking on the list that I had, but I also think is maybe the biggest snub at number twenty three. Dalton Wilcox should be in the top ten. Uh, you know, I I've often been called the poet laureate of the West. Andy Daly is kind of underserviced in this list in general, to be honest. I think he's only showing up three times. And he's had, he's had like so much so that when they did the Manzukis Daly and Ackerman podcast, uh, Andy Daly ran through all six of his characters, like, and just like flipping through them like a book. He's so talented. He's so funny. And Dalton Wilcox being the highest one on the list at 23 is just kind of a disservice. His, his first poem that he says on that show. Uh, so essentially he's, he's a, he's the poet laureate of the West. He's a cowboy yes. Western, but all of his poems end up being almost like Gary Marshall esque about like monsters and stuff <laughs> like that, or just like, he's like not very good. Like his first yeah. poem, it's his first poem is either about fucking the ground, fucking or, the ground, the earth from which all beauty springs or about uh, a vampire who's on the back of the horse with you and ride that way for miles. Of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I remember where I was. I was driving home from work when I heard that that vampire bit, and I almost had to pull my car over because <laughs> I was crying, laughing. Um, just the idea of like just a serious cowboy out in the West, and all of a sudden like feeling something on the back of his neck and not turning around because he knows it's a vampire. Like it was just such a good. I, I agree, he should definitely be higher up there. He's one of my favorites of all time. I it's, yeah. So the first the first poem he did was from episode one forty eight called Wipeout. Uh, and if you don't, if you don't mind, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Oh, let's, let's do it. A cowboy is a lonesome man. There's no more lonesome in the land. He rides atop his only friend, his horse, a companion on whom he can depend. His woman may be miles behind him. Sadness and depression may find him. But a cowboy whose wives will turn to the earth to lend him solace and even mirth. The earth from which the all beauty springs, such bounty forth she will bring. He'll dig a hole with cracked, scorched hands, pour in the water that the hole demands, until the earth is moist just right. The earth will never put up any kind of a fight. His cries of joy no one will hear, in case I am not being clear, 
I'm saying that the cowboy is going to fuck a hole in the ground. We all do it. That's what I found. Any cowboy will know the lonesome hell can fashion a land virginity well. If a cowboy seed worked like other seeds, there'd be cowboys growing everywhere across the plains like weeds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And then the second poem is how he is a monster hunter, but he's bad at identifying monsters and just kills regular people all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember the only thing that Frankenstein owned a bookstore is like, what is something? The only thing I remember from the second poem is his decrying vampires, vampires, vampires yeah, all across yeah. the lands. <laughs> I I can't say enough things about Dalton Wilcox. He currently has a new podcast that's on their Patreon um, that is with um, Matt Gurley, who's also really funny, and Maria Bamford. And uh, it's just, it's a really good combination of things. He gets to host, which is the craziest thing in the world. Um, but yeah, so Dalton Wilcox is my biggest snub at number 23. He should be in the top 10. Yeah, I, I agree. If we're going to go those high ones as well, maybe you want to give a couple uh, honorable mentions before we oh, move on to the, to the next? I've got a shitload of, higher, of honorable mentions. Yeah, Do you want to go I one think, for one here? Let's let's go one for one. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with Marissa Wampler at 31. To me, she should be top 10 as well. Yeah. For sure. I have uh, Buddy Cake Boss Velastro at number 70. Uh, Bill Cosby Bukowski at 78, I think, is way too high as well. I agree. I Well, okay. Y- y- too low. Too, too high of a number. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you say it like that, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read out for what you got mad at me for calling you out for. Well, now I feel like you're you don't understand me. Uh, okay, here are three in a row. I'm just gonna name off Coco Marks at 67, uh, Power Wheels Beth at number 60, and Werner Herzog at number 56. What the hell? I had Werner Herzog as well. As well. Yeah. I had as well. Herzog as well. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Werner Herzog, the character or the name that you and I could not figure out for half a fucking podcast one time. Oh my God. That's that's so embarrassing for us. Um, you know what's funny is we were doing that and I got like like we, we got to the uh the the retrograde Twitter account messages of people telling us what the person's name was clearly they didn't finish the episode but guys we get there you're not listening live you can give us some time to figure this shit out i know and like it's so funny when podcasts do that like we can't think of it call in anytime and do this like i i get that because now people are like legitimately doing this um Um, i got three i got two more oh yeah go for it go for it Okay, Rudimentary North at 35, I think yeah. is one of the newest and richest characters about how he's like, he only you know, thro- thrusts people and how he's immortal. He's coming in hot. Kind of speaking about how like Joe Hammersmith kind of reveals stuff at the end, his thing about him being immortal and a time traveler, he only says something really like new and rich at the end of going like, yeah. oh, I'm immortal. Okay, bye-bye. See you later, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then Nephew Todd. Uh, Hello, Mr. Sir. How are you? Nice to see you. May I kiss your ring? I think of all Lauren Lapkus's characters, Nephew Todd makes me laugh the most because of how she paints um, Scott Ackerman as like a child predator and like yeah. locks him in the basement to make him stare at his dick and stuff like that. Yeah. Just kills me. <laughs> Um, I, I, so one, one just kind of general statement is that I don't think Thomas Middleditch is high enough on this list. He, for someone who basically plays a new character every time he's on, it's tough to give him the credit of like, this is one of the best of all time because he's not building up the rapport with a single character. But every time he has a character on there, I, I, I die. I, there is a character in which he plays a very offensive accent and, uh, he was on with the, um, uh, he was on with the Silicon Valley guys, Martin Starr and 
Camille Nanjiani. And uh, and when they said, like, well, should we call him back and find out? And everyone's like, no, 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 let's not do that. And then he just creeps on going like, hello? Oh, no, <laughs> no. Clint, hang up, hang up. Why did they call no. me? Oh, no, oh, no. It just like, hang up, hang up. Hang up. No, now the line, is, sure. now the line is still open. <laughs> oh, you didn't hang up on me, weren't you? <laughs> well, that's so weird. You're still connected. That made me laugh so much. And, like, he, you're right. Because he doesn't go back to characters, he doesn't get rewarded for them. Uh, but you're right. He wasn't represented on this list enough. Yeah. And speaking of characters who probably would be higher if it weren't for the racist undertones uh, is Ming as well. I, oh, I think, Ming. I think, yeah. I'd like Ming half the reason I think a lot of us are laughing at him is just the accent is so absurd and, and uh, fuck. And, and he's so he's cold. An, he's, another, he's another character who just builds on top of like what his history is uh, yeah. every episode. And he just becomes more and more rich. But before before we go to the next three, which is going to sure. be uh, the three that we think are um, rated too high, or sorry, too yeah, yeah too high, not too, too high. high of a number, too, too high. high, too they're high overrated. They're overrated. The overrated characters, um, which we originally were calling flubs. I don't know if that works, but we're going to call them flubs anyway. Yeah, flubs it doesn't matter. Um, before we do that, in general, Andrew, this list satisfying. Uh, it's incredibly satisfying in the way that you get to go back and think about characters I haven't thought about since I first listened. And yeah. uh, so I'm really glad they did that. I'm really glad that Vulture loves Comedy Bang Bang. Like there's a yeah. huge part that they've always, you know, shown love towards this podcast that at many times feels like maybe you're the only person listening, you know, yeah. and and you and I have been lucky enough to see Comedy Bang Bang live uh, a couple of times. and. Times, yeah. Yeah, and so every and every time you show up, you're like, look at all these thousands of nerds just like us, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it really does feel like the biggest secret in the world. And so when Vulture, who I really like reading all the time, does this kind of stuff, it's like, oh, you're in on the joke too. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It makes you know? it kind of validates all of the countless hours that I've spent and we've spent listening to this podcast. I also like every time, and and I hope I hope that if if uh, if the authors are are listening at this point uh, again, that's uh, Sean. Oh, I just uh, it's uh, Sean Mallon and Rebecca Alter. If they're listening, like anytime we call out a bad pick, I would not want to be in the position of putting this list. Together. Oh my god, it is so impressive that this list was even crafted in the first place how I did they populate it like that's the, like oh i wouldn't know God. where to begin so so great on making the list the picks can move up and down we're not saying you you don't know what you're talking about because obviously you do um but let's get to our next three uh, with that said let's pick their list apart uh and pick the three which were uh way too overrated oh my god okay so i'll start on this one then okay yeah. um uh, my first one is, so all of these are high ranking ones because of they're too overrated. So like, it's hard to go like, oh, number 90 something. Oh, that's too high rated. No, no, you know, of course. It, I, I can so, understand that for anyone. Cause it's, it, who knows what you're going to be tickled by me, feathers and, and human hands. That's oh, interesting. Paul Giamatti urine. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> in my first overrated pick, and this kills me because I actually really like this character, but at number 15, the chief really oh, wow yeah 15? like yeah. I, I like the chief she makes me laugh all the time i think it's a really funny character that's like right from my childhood but like if you had put her at number 62 i'd been like great i love the chief that's awesome 15 whoa i agree at, at 15 you're sharing that 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 space with like heavy 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 hitters like when when yeah. i like there was a time where i wasn't listening to comedy bang bang as much i don't listen to it as much as i used to but you know enough to to know all of these characters but like you're you're in and among the like 
Bob Dukas of the world at number 12, oh. the Jackson Jr. and Brian Pieces, like the Chief, Stanley Chamberlain, uh, Big Dog, like you're there. Uh, the Calvin's twins in this case. Yeah. There, there are so many there who are legendary characters that the chief just seems like it was kind of shoehorned in. I, I agree with that one for sure. Yeah. That felt like I understand the respect to try and do new stuff versus old stuff. And it like, we can't do the Simpsons thing where we just respect only the old stuff and we don't throw in right. new one every once in a while, but it just, like I'm saying should be on the list. Just too high 15. Yeah. I, I have one uh, that this is, maybe the highest pick that you or I will talk about, but to me is the biggest standout. And I, I, I will explain. I, I think I know why it's this high. Uh, it's an excuse to get Scott Ackerman on the list, but Dabney uh, at number five. Am okay. I crazy? So that was, that was my next pick. <laughs> yeah. Been a while. It's good shit. What the fuck? Dabney Cole person should not be number five. That's that, crazy. I, I, I have to assume that that's a way to get, Scott Ackerman on the list without saying Scott Ackerman, yeah. right? Like that, that, I have to be reading into that, right? I agree. Uh, but that to me is just, that was baffling. Like he's, I get it. You know, it's kind of funny because we, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't need to, to defend. I it feel really like that. that's more of a, a Paul F. Tompkins thing than a Scott Ackerman thing because Paul F. Tompkins is always like, oh, is Dabney here? And he's like, oh, yeah. just me, you know, whatever. And it's more like Paul F. Tompkins pulling it out of him than Scott Ackerman being like a developed character. I think he's a yeah. character artist, like, but whatever. Um, I completely agree. That was my next pick. So I'm going to pivot here. Okay. Um, and how is Santa Claus number 39, whereas Ho-Ho is number 40? If anything, yeah. that's got to be inverse. Like, yeah. wh- wh- you know, that being said, when the first time Santa Claus came in and it was only Paula Tompkins, like, uh, improvising, where Ho-Ho was uh-huh. constantly saying, like, don't get Santa mad. Well, well. <laughs> look at this candy ass motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. You want to fight Santa? And and Santa, he goes, you can hear the door open, and Santa goes, hey, what's up, fucker? And I just, I, I was, I remember exactly where I was. I was on a subway, and I fucking was cackling, and everyone was staring at me. But it was like, hey, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, like it just made me laugh so hard. So that that that's more of a it can't be lower than or higher than the other one. They have to be flipped. Absolutely, ho ho has to be higher. I I get that. I I I agree with you hundred percent on that. Ho ho is just absolutely hilarious. Lauren Lapkus in general, I just love how raunchy she gets. Like it is, she is the so dirtiest funny. character next to maybe Brett Gelman, who ever goes on that <laughs> that that show. Um, it's not she, that kind she's, of show. She's she's a player. It's never been that kind of show. No, not that um, kind but of speaking show. of Paul F. Tompkins. My next pick, um, I, maybe I just don't get this character, but I often skip his portions of the podcast because I just don't find them funny at all. It's a Paul F. Tompkins character, J.W. Stillwater. Uh, never found him funny. I, I've had to see him live before. I just don't really <laughs> enjoy him that much. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm crazy. Are you a fan of J.W. Stillwater at number 34? I just, I, to I, me, that's too much. <sighs> I like I like JW Stillwater. I think he's funny. I and I like <laughs> it's more of a good character for Scott because there's a lot to pull out from. Kind of like the same way of like uh Alimony Tony, where there's yeah. not there's nothing there. So it's kind of like, well, let's just keep doing stuff where then he becomes weird Alimony Tony and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I, I agree with you. I don't I think 34 is too high. I agree with you. I just don't think the backstory is there enough or the history is there enough to get to justify that kind of high of a pick. Yeah. What about you? What's your uh, what's your next one? This will well, be my last third. one. Yeah. Yes, my third pick. You know how you said Dabney Cole person was going to be the highest pick. I uh, well, here we go. 
Leo Karpatsky at number one is oh, oh. <laughs> Leo Karpatsky is at what I love Nick Weigert. Doughboys would be maybe in the top three of reasons why we did this podcast in general. Yeah. I yeah. think Nick Weigert is literally one of the funniest people. He's so funny to me. But number one? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And suddenly, to my surprise, that's insane. I don't, I don't know what to think about this one. Part uh. of me loves it because it is such a consistent fucking laugh every yeah. single time he comes on. You know what's coming. They pull the same joke all the time, and I it kills me. I I, I don't remember the last time I've been able to listen to the same bit. For how many years have they done it now? God, who knows? It's, it's been all 10 years. He's been on every year. No, I think there was, wasn't there one year where they didn't do the tr- the traditional um, suicide? Oh, note? I don't know. But he's he used to be on uh, Comedy Death Ray. Like he oh, used okay, to okay, be. Okay. So I, I don't know if he missed one, but yeah. But yeah, anyway, I, I, I man, he's made me laugh so many times. The only thing I, I think that I, I definitely agree with you on is that I don't know if he deserves to be that high because he kind of, exists as an island in the comedy bang bang universe where like you can kind of pull them out and nothing would change whereas like if you pulled out one of paul f Tompkins's characters i feel like all there would be so many references stitched into other bits that they have going on that it would affect the the fabric of comedy bang bang where leo carpazzi is kind of just like a sideshow um yeah but a sideshow that's really really great so i don't know i don't know how i feel about that one I'm kind of okay I, with it being a number one, to be honest. Number one, though, like, I understand being high, but, like, I also, like, what's different in this is, like, being overrated is, like, oh, this is too high on the list. There's another special category for being number one is, like, a yeah. whole different thing than being number yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. number yeah. one? Oh, wow. So I was kind of shocked to find that one. So I, I Lyric capacity should be a little lower for me. Yeah. Uh, so my last pick, yeah, my last pick is going to be, um, hmm, I was kind of struggling between choosing two of them. No, Let you us know. Not. Talk it out. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the one of these as an honorable mention, but I think the more important one to address here because it's very it's 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 common, or maybe it's not common, but usually when there's two or three characters involved in in a bit, all three of them make the list, or all two of them make the list. And for the most part, I'm okay with it. But the Calvin's triplets on this list at yeah. 2019 and 18 i think the calvin's twins should be 2019 yes or 19 and 18 the, the 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 triplet coming in after the fact to me it like i didn't like that episode that much with uh, uh bisbee saint hancock played by ryan gall uh as i didn't like that bit as much i liked yeah. paul Britton and karen Killam. like that that kind of was it for me i was i was okay with it just being them two no, I completely agree with you. I'm going to talk about the Calvin twins in a little bit, uh, a little bit, but I agree with you. The triplets is more a respect to the canonical nature of the story more than the actual characters, because it should be the two of them, but it's, that, I don't understand the three. That's what I'm saying though, is like, yeah. there should be someone else very high up on this list that isn't yeah. there because the Calvin's triplet of Ryan Gall is in there. I nope. I completely. There's no argument here. I completely. It agree sounds with you. a little bit like you're arguing to me, Andrew, and I don't like the tone of your voice, and I also don't like the smell of it, which is somehow wafting through this computer, and definitely isn't the smell that I'm making on my body being here. It's obviously coming from you, and I don't like a single whiff of it. It's a sweaty day. It is a yeah, sweaty day, a my sweaty man. Day in oh my god. We are recording on a hot day. So those are our overrated picks. 
we wanted to now do our kind of top threes of like who we think our most important guests are in, in, you know, in our experience with comedy bang bang and kind of give a little bit of more personal, you know, effect to it. Do you, do you have a quick couple honorable mentions that you can give though for overrated ones? I have have one that I need to say. No, the only one is I kind of want to touch on underrated. I, uh, Bob Duca is like a really important one to Uh, me. Yeah. Uh, and I also think John Lennon was too, uh, too underrated as well, but that's just true. Yeah. For me, I just want to say little Gary is one of my least favorite characters of all time in comedy bang bang. And he's at number 38. What's um, little Gary? Who's that? Little, I forget that. Little Gary was Thomas Lennon, uh, very early on. In oh comedy God. Bang bang. Yeah. And, and he, he stand in this weird, like voice like this and, yeah. or something, something along those lines. And it yep. was so obnoxious. I couldn't stand it. Well, there you go. I completely agree with you on that one, but yeah. Okay, so Mikey, I kind of cheated here a little bit on our top three. So I kind of broke it up into two things. I broke it up into top three guests that show up periodically that have made me laugh the hardest in the episodes. I, That's knew, how this I, very, I knew this is what you were going to do. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. So these are the top three guests who have showed up one or more times, but under five, let's say, and have made me the laugh the hardest in my single memories of listening to Comedy Bang Bang. Is that okay. fair? That's and fair. then I'm gonna yeah. then I'm gonna talk about my top three reoccurring guests who I really have laughed at. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So my top three, uh, the Calvin twins are coming in at number three. Uh, well, you gotta laugh and horse boxing and how their mother died by a horse boxing it to death. I I just I laughed so unbelievably hard at that episode. That's how you start the fight. And you know when in normal boxing be like, let's get ready to rumble. We just we you know there ain't many people there, so you don't even need a microphone. So we just say, folks. You gotta laugh. Uh, it would uh, just, it killed me. And then subsequently the episodes have kind of gone down from there and it's not their fault. It's just that they kind of caught lightning in a bottle in the first one. And yeah. what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, um, I, agree. I, I love, I love that pick. I'm right there with you as, as, as just kind of a one-off episode. That one to me, it, it stands as one of the best memories I have listening yeah. to comedy. Bang, bang was, was that episode. Oh, I completely agree with you. I, I I loved it. I loved it so much. And number two is Victor, Tiny, and Willie. Um, any of their episodes have always made me laugh, but the episode in which they were they released the song about eating an apple under a tree. And, and the song. noises and it just keeps chomping louder and louder and it breaks up <laughs> and the best part is scott plays it perfectly like he's never heard it which i maybe he hadn't but it was like i think something's wrong with oh here we go and then something's wrong again immediately and he can't hear it and then the chomping gets louder and his absolute distaste for willie and his voice just <laughs> it uh, every time made me laugh i don't know why they're not in the show anymore but god it is so funny to me uh victor tiny and willie at number two I, I'm so happy that they're so high on the list. Yeah, prominently yeah, put on the list there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> because I, I agree. I think as a trio or like as a team coming on to Comedy Bang Bang, they are some of they. I was always most excited for those guys. The voices yeah. had just they were funny on their own. Like yeah. Victor and Tiny and and then Willie, Willie. Um, <laughs> just all three of them were so irritating and like oh. like in, in in a certain way and you could tell that scott hated willie just because he hated listening to his fucking voice and that him. irritation made me laugh so much i i'm so i'm so yeah. much i love that so th- that's my number two and my number one the hardest i've ever laughed at any episode 
I can remember exactly where I was. I was on the streetcar. I was, I was going over the bridge in the East end. And it was when little button puss, uh, oh talked God, to, yeah. talked to Scott about how he uh, took advantage of him the night before. So yes. Okay. To be exact, you started off by lustily ripping my cock <laughs> Not off. Lustily <laughs> me going, what is, and I, where's my penis, Scott? I, I just laughed. <laughs> so hard at that and like kind of like the calvin twins like reoccur don't bring them back that is just crystallized and gold and yeah. i just little button puss made me laugh so goddamn hard and they did bring him back didn't they, they did they brought him back once yeah, yeah. it just wasn't it wasn't yeah, as good. it was fun fine. it was like a yeah. hangover two style style appearance <laughs> yes, kind of yeah. have the same jokes and it's like i didn't need it but cool yeah that's a good comparison yeah no but man little button puss made me laugh so goddamn hard mikey why don't you give me your top three and then i can get into my uh bastardized second version of top three okay so top three i'm going top three uh in terms of the the characters not necessarily linked to an episode specifically but just the characters where when i know they're on i know guaranteed i'm gonna love that episode um my number three is dalton wilcox i oh there we go he like you talk about the rare character who can be as silly as and as absurd as someone like he is and still stay funny like little button puss will come on once and it's hilarious but each sub- subsequent time it kind of loses a bit of its novelty there's something about andy daly where he revels in absurdity and somehow finds a way to maintain the thread so that mm-hmm. you're not just completely losing uh, uh all track of reality he's my number three um, my number two is the combination of Mesmer and Buford. I'm Buford. And I'm Mesmer. Mesmer. Tell me, Scott. Yes. Have you ever met Dracula? <laughs> I look forward to the Halloween episodes all the time. And at the start of the episode, I said I was excited to get into some of the Halloween bits. Yeah. Um, Mesmer and Buford, man, Suicide House. Maybe again, it has something to do with just funny voices. Maybe I'm just very slapstick in in terms of my uh, my my uh, characters. But uh, the first time I heard it, I was just every every second that went on, I just felt so blessed to be able to continue to hear their jokes. It was just so well timed. Brett Gelman and and John Daly seemed to yeah. have such good a good rapport with that. And then my number one pick, maybe not going to be popular. But the bit that I think of by far the most from one of my favorite people I've ever known, not known personally, but but known hey. to have existed on this planet, one day. apart from uh, Andrew Bascom and myself, hey. Um, hey. is the duo of Jackson Jr. and Brian Pieces. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harris Whittles, obviously, Adam Scott, uh, as bone fucking dry as you can possibly <laughs> get during the Farts and Procreation episodes. Um <sighs> So funny. And I think they were given a lot of love in the list as well. So uh, my yeah, top that... three, uh, they could have been, you know, anywhere in the top 20. And I'd, I'd understand that, you know, they, they're, they can't be number one, but they were great. I totally understand that. And I really I like those selections a lot. Uh, when every time I visit 1122 Electric Boogaloo Avenue, I, I, I think... <laughs> I think we're in a good place, but that's kind of only compounding my Leo Carpazzi issue. How were Mesomore and Buford at 69 and 68, whereas Leo yeah. Carpazzi's at number one? What the hell? But yeah. whatever. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But all right, so my top three of reoccurring guests that I really, really loved is um, number three is going to be Paul F. Tompkins. When they do the specials at the end of the year for like 20 straight hours, I think it's like one of the, it's like showing up to comedy sets where the guy talks for two hours. And you're like, you're like, yeah, there's p- moments where you're like, oh, this is interminable. But then 
in its monotony beats you into like some of the funniest goddamn moments because it's yeah. just two really good friends with similar senses of humor going at each other. And I just love when he's on there because he's also got a really quick mind, obviously. Like, I don't need to say that. By the way, Paula Tompkins has been by far the most guest on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. He is, he's been on 221 times and coming Holy in second, shit. coming in second is Lauren Lapkus with 89. Like, oh my God. The disparity between one and two, like Paul Tompkins, Scott Ackerman is obviously the mastermind, the producer, the creator, and the host, and gets the most out of these people. But, you know, Paul Tompkins has got to play as second as much of a role into the success of this playing as anything. So he's got Wayne Gretzky numbers. He, like, second oh, is absurd. Close. No, he could die tomorrow and no one's ever going to catch him. Like, it's it's absurd. So I hope he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Paul, if you're home, go home, be safe. Um, <laughs> is, second thing is, I'm going to say Todd, because every time Todd's on, it makes me laugh yeah, instantaneously. It could be a whole episode just Todd and Scott, and I would laugh the whole time. And the number one reoccurring is uh, Gina Lombardo. Yeah. I did eight hours in a drunk tank, and they let me jack off like 15 times. I, I love John Gabris, and yeah. when he's on, it's always something new. He's the same, kind of the same thing as Paul Tompkins, where he pushes the guests just as much into like weird areas, and uh, so Gina Lombardo always makes me laugh. See, it's interesting, those picks, number three and number one. Like, number two, Todd, I get, because Todd is very much a character. Todd's a character. Yes. Yes. Number three, number one in Paul F. Tompkins and uh, John Gabris as Gina Lombardo are almost co-hosts as opposed yes. to characters. Like Paul F. Tompkins, you flat out said that is that is Paul F. Tompkins as Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Do you think he would he would resent the fact that he plays so many characters and your favorite character of his is himself? Yeah, is himself. He's like, what what more do I have to do for you? Like, like I swear to God. But with that being said, my number four that was I had to edit off the list was Jason Manzukis, which is exactly oh, yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. co-hosting the podcast. And in lots of ways, when Scott dies, he's going to marry Kulap and become the host of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But like he's the number four because I agree. It's when similar senses of humor, kind of like ben, ben Schwartz and stuff like that, when they can tag team on stuff, they open up opportunities that you didn't see alone. And yeah. so I really love that. And so Gino's kind of the exact same thing. It's like yeah, John Gabriel's co-hosting it. I was going to say it's truly like Goku and Vegeta merging together. Is it? It's exactly like that. I'll take and your word for it. I, it's it, something that, why won't you give me that as a reference? I like every time, like I want it to be a what you, reference on this podcast. What, what do you can, want me to do? Watch Dragon Ball Z. I don't know. No, absolutely fucking not. I'm agreeing with you and going, oh good. Well, that's great, man. Um, Like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, what more do you want for me? Pat me on the little butt. Oh my Send God. me on my way. Jesus. Um, like, you're I, like Nephew Todd here. You need some spankies to put in your cage. You know, you know who I'm kind of upset that we didn't mention at all is uh, Neil Campbell's character, uh, who is, who he played when he played, not the timekeeper, because I think oh. timekeeper is a little. Uh, a little a little too high on that list but oh um, maxwell keeper the time keeper <laughs> when he when it's his his i think it's another nephew or something of scott and he always tells yeah. these stories about how he 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 finds himself feeling really bad about making fun of someone and it becomes <laughs> clear that it's neil campbell telling a story from the perspective of someone who made All fun right. of him which is like that, that fucking kills me. I can't believe I'm blanking on the name, but, uh, but I, I there's a lot of Neil Campbell characters. I wish we had like this miss fastidious. I thought was a really funny character. 
Uh, I, and also Neil Campbell was the head writer of the comedy band TV show. Like it's right. clear that they like catch on. I agree with you. I think Neil Campbell is so funny, but I disagree with you. I think timekeeper is up there. He's so funny. I totally get why he's up there. Cause he's, he's made a ton of appearances. Um, but I was really, I was really, I almost added him to my top three was uh Forval. Forval fucking oh. kills me. Yeah. I get stabby. What's, what is whoa. that? Forval that first and- episode. And especially because in those episodes, you get so much out of Paul F. Tompkins as well. Like, like as Andrew Lloyd Webber. As Andrew Lloyd Webber, who Andrew Lloyd Webber, I'll say this, was I probably wouldn't be excited if he came back. Like, I wouldn't think too much of him. Yeah. But Andrew Lloyd Webber was the character that got me into Comedy Bang Bang because yeah, I, I happened upon an episode and I didn't know. Like, it was that perfect timing where I didn't know it was fake. It was like, it was like watching wrestling when you're not sure. And there were parts I was going in and out. Like, is this, is this actually Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber's way funnier than I thought he was. What's going on? Like he's, it's so true. Yeah. It's such, I feel the same way. And I didn't, I, it took me an episode or two to figure out. I'm like, this is fake, right? Like, and and Andrew, I agree with you. Andrew Lloyd Webber was one of the first characters I remember. And when I was going through the list, I was thinking, oh, that's too high for Andrew Lloyd Webber. And then I gave a second to think about it. And I'm like, well, he's kind of one of the most important characters in the whole thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, 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 it came at that time when, when you were sort of halfway in and halfway out on, is this real or is this not? Um, it felt, it felt giddy because it was like a new type of comedy that I, I wasn't aware of yet. And keep in mind, this is like a decade ago, like this is forever ago. So it was just new and, and exciting and fun. And it's amazing that it's held up this long, to be completely honest, the same formula, uh, just with a breadth of characters and a, a host who deserves so much goddamn credit. And yep. I'm assuming again, this is why Dabney's on the list, but goddamn Scott Ackerman hats off to you. Seriously. Thank you so much for those years of free entertainment. And we've gone to shows and stuff like that. I own a horrible yeah. t-shirt for Christ's sake. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So thank you so much for those. I, I just thank you. Comedy bang, bang in general. We love the entertainment and, and we're doing it you know, in large part because of you guys. So yeah. um, those are our list, but we'd love to hear yours. We want to hear where you missed, where, what was too high, what was too low, what is your top three? We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You know us yeah. at Retrograde Pod, some variation of it, or just hang on past the outro and you'll be able to hear it in our jumbled up mashup <laughs> of, uh, of all the shout outs of where to find us on social media. And goddamn, a huge thank you to Sean Mallon and Rebecca Alter for putting yes. this Vulture uh, article together. We've linked to it a couple times on our Twitter account. Uh, we'll do it again. Do it again, obviously. Uh, and I suggest everyone go out and read it. And hey, like I've always said for someone who's looking to get into Comedy Bang Bang, um, Try to listen to a couple of the best ofs. That's a really good way to get your to get to yep. dabble into it. The comedy doesn't come out as organically, so you're not gonna get as as entrenched in the characters. But it's a good way to see like, is this for you or is it not? And if you right. find yourself chuckling a little bit, fucking dive in with both feet. It's not too late, oh. baby boy. Absolutely, and, especially in these times right now where like we have some time on our hands. Like this is a fun thing. Instead of going back to binge watch a show that you've watched already, this is this is my version of a TV show. Like yeah. I got let's do it every week. Here we go. Like new characters and stuff like that. So which can feel daunting at times because it's so much more familiar to have the ones that you know. But right. man, that's where the biggest jokes come out of. It's the one time that you hear something. And in like my personal top three, and I know yours too is usually the first episode that they're on is the one that I go, I laugh the yeah. hardest because you just don't see it coming. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, more than anything, we want to thank Vulture and Comedy Bang Bang for doing all this. We hope you had fun. We can't wait to hear your list. But most important at all, we hope you're staying safe and sane right now in this crazy time. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. We love you, D-Pads. 
podcast review over this time. Feel free to review the podcast. Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at the Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can always send us an email at the retrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Am I have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Punto com. <laughs>